Right. I think what was the last episode or maybe a couple of episodes ago, we uh, wished um, a couple of guys happy birthday to start off the episodes. And I think we might have to do the same thing this time. Um, happy birthday Luca to Luca. Bro. Luca Magic. Happy, happy birthday to Luca, man. He just turned 23, which is crazy to think. You feel me? Like 23. I mean, I know, obviously, we talk about that young core of guys, you know, and the whole, uh, you know, the, the league is in good hands, all that stuff. But to know that he's 23, it's, you know, could be some scary times for the rest of the league. But you know. yep. 23, MJT. Luca's special though. Like he's he's special. I mean, we can't even <laughs> I I was like last year I was talking about he should he has a chance to win the MVP. Just think about that. Like he was 22, now he's 23. So shout out to Luca. Happy birthday. Yeah, I mean, obviously he would be one of if he were to have won it. Uh, one of the youngest MVPs ever. Obviously, shout out to D Rose. Um, and I actually saw, I think, a graphic or something like that between. Yeah, it's crazy. Here we go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> here, we, here we go. I was waiting. No, I knew you was going to bring it up. No, I, I knew I you was going to bring it up. I, I, I knew you was going to bring it up. Everything just gets connected, though. You feel me? Every, I mean, it wasn't like I didn't yeah. come on here without <laughs> talking about that. I just, you know, here in Luca, if you talk about MVP, it's his birthday, youngest MVP. Yeah. The youngest MVP, MVP to ever get it done was Derrick Rose, which. Yeah. All that's connected. <laughs> Things just can start getting disrespectful for like no reason at all. Like we, it's crazy because what happens like we're in an era where stats are so easy collected. So it's just like with the spacing in the NBA, with the more possessions in the NBA, it's just like guys are going to average way more numbers compared to like just five to like 10 years ago. And I think you, people have to understand that. That's why we can't get so caught up in like these stats, you know, these raw numbers. It's like I always say like, I had a clip that I just posted with Giannis Antetokounmpo and I was talking about like for years, my only critique of Giannis and his weakness with like his skill set. And I like the past two years, like even this year, especially like, yo, the raw numbers are the same, but Giannis looks like a totally different player because like his skill set, he's actually like really developing the things he's doing in the off season is translating to the court. And it's just like, I don't get caught up in like the raw numbers and the raw stats because like in this era, anybody can put up raw numbers if you get enough minutes if you get enough like usage and stuff like that but like are you really developing but for this instance with the clip <laughs> with the image with Derrick Rose and John Morant the question was like yo who's better at this age or something it was just like with the two and I'm just like <sighs> it gets disrespectful I just feel do, like do you think it should be unanimous do you think it should be absolutely like if you ask 10 or let's say if you ask 100 people do you think the answer should be a hundred to zero. Well, let me not say a hundred. Hundred is kind of a wild number. Ten, yeah. ten. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I, That's I fair. do because it, because it's just like what Derrick Rose was doing was so electrifying. It was so like crazy, and it was just like yo, he was really like arguably in the regular season the best player in the regular season during LeBron's like peak. <laughs> like you know, so LeBron was like. If he wasn't like at his peak, he was damn near close to his peak. And then Derrick Rose came and won MVP. You know, that's how special that regular season was. And it was just like what he was doing with the Chicago Bulls. And it was just like, even in the playoffs, it's just like the brother was special. I mean, I think we got to pump the brakes a little bit. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, you talk about, you know, what Derrick Rose is doing when during LeBron's peak. But you know, it's funny. I just really don't even know anymore right now, like who the best player in the world is. And the only reason why I say that is because if we're comparing, right? Derek was doing this in LeBron's era and his peak. It's like, obviously, you know, KD, you know, is recovering from injury. Uh, LeBron yeah. is having, you know, the Lakers, I would say, um, are struggling. Um, there you go. But Smart man. Being, what? 
Oh, I, I mean, I acknowledge that. I mean, you know what I'm saying? No, 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 smart, no, no, smart. I say you're smart man because I feel like I'm, I'm gonna let you finish, but I feel like you're a smart man because I think people get like caught up in like a Lakers and their struggles and stuff like that, but it's just like, and they got booed. They got booed the other day. And I'm just kind of like, well, I get it. They're frustrated. But if it's one player on that team that don't deserve to get booed, it's LeBron James. Like LeBron James came and took, took the, a franchise that was not even making the playoffs and brought them back to the promised land. And he's playing at an MVP level this season. So it's like, damn, come on. Like, let's, let's show a little bit more respect. Yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely a separation between LeBron's play and the Lakers play, if that makes sense. Like, I'm, I mean, y'all know by now how much I care about winning, but at the same time, I'm not going to act blind to what an individual is doing. But even with that being said, with whether you, wherever you have him in MVP conversations, it still feels odd to completely go out and say outright that the best player in the world is on a playing team. And not to say that I don't think he is or is not the best player, but I just can't say it should be a unanimous decision. Um, you know, a lot of teams are playing well. There's a lot of injuries and things like that. Um, but I know, or I can't even say no anymore. I hope that the Lakers can figure it out. And it's definitely not LeBron's fault. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm not one to point fingers, but it's obvious now more than ever. You can't expect a 37-year-old, 19-year vet <laughs> to still be doing the same thing that he was doing a decade ago. A yeah. decade ago. And it just reaches a point now where it's like, you know, I'm sure if in his mind, he probably didn't sign up for this. Um, Laker fans probably didn't expect this. No one really expected. And what it, what it is too, I think there is, um, it's one thing to struggle because of chemistry, right? Guys haven't played together at all for a while, whatever. But then it's another thing to just be playing ass. It's nothing <laughs> to be like, like Lakers might not even make the playoffs, bro. Right. And, and yeah. now this isn't even like an opinion. This is like literal like That's numbers. Facts. And when you look at the standings, this isn't uh, October or November and we're coming out with our predictions. Like literally it is, but it's March. It's 20, March. 20, 22 games, like what? 21, 22 <laughs> games. <laughs> it's <left>. March. <laughs> and we're telling what's going on. And so obviously, you know, it's too late for trades and, I, and I'm not saying there should be, but like I still, <laughs> crazy enough, still think that they could win the championship just because of the fact of the weight that LeBron's name holds. And there's no one else. Okay, I, I, I may say Kevin Durant, but there's no one else really who I could say, you know what, not too sure what the team is doing this year, but they still have this guy, so anything can happen. But yeah, no, yeah, it's getting nasty to wrap no, up I, that summer. It's, get, it's getting nasty <laughs> in, in uh, Hollywood. It's getting, it's no, getting you're, nasty. It's real, you're, you're real. Um, but it's crazy, I'm, I'm all about consistency. You know, when I talk about like, players and sometimes I feel like some players it lacks a lot of consistency when we talk about certain players other than others but I feel like everything you said is 100% true be like I can't sit up and say like you know LeBron LeBron James like to me like when we talk about overall like players like yo of course he's going to be in that upper echelon top three players in the league top three to five right now but like for us the best player in the league no I can't sit up and say that because like you said like we're in a playing situation but it's just kind of like even the fact that we're even having this conversation about is LeBron James can he still be considered the best player in the world and his team is in a playing situation just speaks volumes to his talent and volumes to him playing at a high level at 37 years old at an MVP caliber later, MVP caliber level and I said last year about Stephen Curry people were like Stephen Curry is the best player in the world I was like Stephen Curry's team is in the playing like same thing with LeBron it's that, it's that, it's that simple with me like I don't right. 
Right. I don't. I don't. All the people talking about like Stephen Curry should win the MVP, like this and that. I was like, no, your team isn't in the plan. Like, <laughs> didn't even make the playoffs. Like, we're talking about, and he finished top three, and that was crazy to me. So I'm damn sure not gonna sit here and sit up and say like, yo, LeBron is you know the best player in the world, and his team's in the play-in situation. I know he he's top three. That's but it's just like it's hard. But like you said, I think we have to factor in. This is what I always talk about. We have to factor in that, and it's crazy to think about. And I'm about to go back to my next point. It's just like it should be no excuse. You say you think they should, they can still, you know, you still got faith in the Lakers. They they could possibly no, 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 no. Have faith in LeBron James. In which faith in LeBron James. Big difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Faith in LeBron James. But it's just kind of like yo, like at the age 37. It's just like LeBron James can't carry like he used to. And he shouldn't have to carry like he used to. You know what I'm saying? But also, I would say with the Lakers, they're stuck in, they're stuck in the 2000s. Like, their offense is a, a 2000s offense. This is a, they're not playing modern-day basketball. So I can't even, like, <laughs> these, I really can't even see, like, you know, with that offense, even though know, you got LeBron James, with the offenses they're running, it's just, like, very, like, it doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? So I don't even, you talk about, like, because of LeBron, I don't, like you said, I don't even know if they're going to make the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not even talking about the play. I'm talking about the actual playoffs because nothing is guaranteed in the play-in. We saw that last year with the Golden State Warriors. So it's just kind of like, I really don't, that's, it's just very hard for me to even really like talk about because like, it shouldn't really be no excuses because you got LeBron James and Russell Westbrook on your team. Like, I can't even, it's like some, it's, part of me feels like it shouldn't be no excuses, but also another part of me looks at like their offense and how terrible it is. And it's just like, it's just a bad situation with, with the Lakers right now. Especially really when you is. especially when you consider what's being axed. Like some teams are built for the regular season, if you will. Like some teams care. So I, I expect certain teams to try hard every single game. I'm not yeah. asking the Lakers to go seventy three and nine. I'm, I didn't <laughs> expect that. You feel me? But damn it, a nine seed and we push in March? Yeah. It's starting to get warm out and it's still like question marks. <laughs> You feel Sorry, me? Like we don't <laughs> we we don't experience snow. We don't experience rain. It's about to be 80 damn degrees on the East Coast, and it's still some struggles. <laughs> to put it in perspective, seasons are changing. Literally. And it's like, all right, that <laughs> clock is getting louder and louder. Yeah. But I will say this until proven otherwise. Yeah. One team has LeBron James. <laughs> And the other does not. And that's, and that's not to say that, like, you know, I don't think that they, 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 they can lose or whatever. But, like, if there is one player who has consistently, I know obviously last year was kind of wacky, but if there's one player, I don't give a damn how old he is, until he comes out and gets swept or until he comes out with a fully healthy roster and loses yeah. by a dub, I'm not going to sit here and say that a team with LeBron James and hopefully, you know, the, you know, the, the entire team could step it up. But yeah, it gets, it's, it gets nasty. Like said, it gets nasty. It gets nasty. It gets, it's been some disrespe- disrespectful takes that I've been seeing. Um, a shout out also to, you know, Brandon Ingram as well. It's just kind of like, he's a, he's a star. And it's just like, sometimes you got to give up young stars to win championships. And that's what the Los Angeles Lakers did when they packaged him in that deal with Anthony Davis. But the brother's a star. I've been saying it for a while now. Like, the best player on the Pelicans is not Zion Williamson. It's Brandon Ingram. I've been saying it for a while. Though. When the offense runs and flows through him and you let him, like, create, you let him, like, score, you let him be, like, this dual for it, like, it gets scary. 
and now he has a partner in crime with CJ McCollum. It's just like who's at the first time in his career, so it's like he's the go-to guy for us, like being a lead guard on the team. You know, he was still dropping like 30s and 40s with Damian Lillard, but now this time he has the ball in his hands all the time. He's a combo guard. Like he can score, he can pass and facilitate. Like he's in a new role where like people are really getting to see him blossom. And like really like, yo, we always knew like he was always just like everybody talks about who should be an all-star that's never an all-star. We always talk about CJ McCollum, but like now like he's going to be in a situation where he can really go out and show, maybe not this year, but like next year, like, yo, like I'm here, you know? And for Zion Williamson, get back and get healthy. Like, come back and, and hoop. Like, it's no really no more excuses. Like, you got, like, a Brandon Ingram, a young star. You got CJ McCollum, like, a top five. I think you called him a top five skilled guard in the league. And it's just like, come back and, and get healthy. And the, the Pelicans could probably be something special going forward in the future. So you talked about Brandon Ingram. I'm going to talk about Zion a little bit and how quickly yeah. people tend to forget. And I know there's some issues and rumors and all that stuff going around and stuff like that. But this isn't a, like, I don't want to say the name, but I'm going, this isn't a, a Greg Oden situation. Love Greg Oden, shout out to Portland and all that. But the reason why I say that is because it amazes me how quickly people are saying like, either is he a bust or is it too yeah, it's crazy. early? The brother was in an all-star game. Like the, bro like the numbers that he was putting up, especially in terms of efficiency, it's like, mm -hmm. I get it. It's been a little while since he's played, but he's not yeah. 38 years old and washed up. Like he's not, you know what I'm saying? Like been in the league for, for two decades and now we got to wonder. He's like, he's still young. Now, whether or not he wants to be there or whatnot, hey, I, I, that's, that's a different conversation. That. That's a different conversation. But just the idea of questioning his talent, I don't know about that. Right? I, I, I think we, need, we might want to slow down and reevaluate how we're speaking on this conversation as a whole. Zion is not a player who we should just feel like, all right, trade him, get him out of there as soon as possible. This is still an all-star caliber guy, and I know it's been a while since folks have seen him play, but let's not jump to conclusions and just automatically think his career is over or that he's yeah. a bust or that he drops. We still don't know. We still don't know. So we just have to kind of keep that in mind. Yeah, the only concern was like his health was going to be like deleterious when he first came into the league. It was just like, I just figured like, yo, we knew he was going to be special, but I was always concerned about his knees, you know, and he's had a lot of lower body issues where it's like his knees, you know, or like his, his foot and stuff like that. That's the, that's the biggest concern. So that's why people are just talking about like, is he going to be back able to recover and stuff like that? But we also saw like Joe and B miss like the first like two NBA, two, was it two or three NBA seasons before Joe and B really got right? So it's just like, he still has time to figure things out. And for us, like the part of like, does he want to be here? Like, let me tell you something. Like, me and you are all for player movement. We're all for players doing what they want to do and going into right situations. But he ain't done shit. He ain't done nothing that don't really deserve, like, that even conversation. Like, he wants out. He's done nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, like, LeBron James, for damn near 10 years, didn't have a teammate as good as Brandon Ingram or CJ McCullough, was taking teams to the finals. Paul Pierce, for like 10 plus years, didn't have a, a, a teammate as good as Brandon Ingram and CJ McCullough was still competing every day. Like this whole concept of like player movement, like, oh, I just want to go where I want to be and stuff like that. You're in New Orleans. Like you got good teammates around you. You're not in damn Oklahoma City Thunder. <laughs> like you in a, a, in a this, the part to put the, like the, the city aspect around. Like you're in like, you're not in damn Utah. There's some players like, there's some stars out in Utah. You know what I'm saying? Like Donna Mitchell's a star. You think Donna Mitchell don't want to be in New York? 
You think you think like Donovan Mitchell don't want to be in Miami? So it's just kind of like, he's actually done stuff, had success in the playoffs, like put his team on his back, like got real moments, like got real like trade value. See, if he really wants out, like yo, like I wouldn't mind him just saying like he wants out more so than a Zion Williamson. Like he ain't done nothing. So it's just like come back, get healthy, and hoop because you're super talented. And we want to see you shine. I mean, we're rooting for you. But it's just like all this like player movement and prima donna kind of shit. It's kind of like it gets it gets kind of annoying when like, yo, you ain't really done nothing. You know what I'm saying? So That's tough. I get it. I, I would say, though, too, the one thing that Zion has going for him is leverage. Right. So it's like whether you feel like he's done something What, what leverage? Not, the idea of like teams would want him. This isn't like, OK, if Zion wants out, pe- people aren't going to pick up the phone. Pe- teams and players would want Zion Williamson on their team. And so I, I agree in that, you know, when you're young, you shouldn't really feel strongly about, damn, I got to get out of here. Unless the situation is like OD, OD bad. But at the same time, I'm all for player movement and that if you know your worth, if you know that you want to well, leave. done nothing. Right, right. But again, but that's not, whether he's done something or not doesn't matter. What matters is if teams want him. That is the only thing that matters he, here. He, nah, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that because it's a whole lot. Of course, a whole lot of teams are going to want Zion Williamson, but he's not really in control as much as people think because, like, he's not, he ain't signed that big contract. You know what I'm saying? If he really wants out, if he really wants out, sign a qualifying offer for five million dollars. Like after the team option is is done, if you really want out, that's how you get out. Say you're not going to sign a long term uh, after your rookie deal. Say you're not going to sign a long term contract extension with the New Orleans. If you really want out. That's how you really get out. That ain't about to happen. Well, w- wanting out and accepting less money are two completely different things. I might want Is out it? of a situation, but I'm not going to fumble my damn bag because I'm miserable or because and, I had and, a bad day. That is not exactly. happen. And, and, and let me tell you something. If they sign Zion Williamson to a rookie contract extension worth millions of dollars, Zion Williamson's ass is going to be in New Orleans. Like I guarantee you. Like It's not going to be this like where he's going to sit his ass home and he's going to get fined like they did Ben Simmons. You know, so that, I don't think it's going to be it's this situation where it's just going to be like Zion Williams is really just going to like dictate and try to like run around like he Pac <laughs> making moves and stuff. <laughs> like, like he ain't, and he ain't done nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, he going to have to, he going to have to, you know, toughen it out a little bit. I, I won't say that he hasn't done anything at all. Cause I mean, an all-star and probably this, maybe he hasn't done it for a while. I'll say. Um, because making an all-star game at that age and, and to be that young is pretty impressive, right? The numbers that he's put up, again, going off the efficiency um, and just overall the pressure, right, of not just being a number one overall pick, but, you know, he was being compared to a lot of different people. He wasn't even yeah. a typical number one pick. This He was getting some you know, different types of comparisons. And, and I, that, was I, a, that was a problem as well. Right, but now a lot right. of things and factors come into play. Injury, overall playoff success or lack thereof, um, the team that you're on, um, I guess overall mood in terms of like, because now people might question, well, is he healthy enough to play or is it just, you know, he doesn't want to speed up the process. Now, again, it, either way, I'm all for, you know, not wanting to play for a team or an organization if you feel like they've either done you wrong or you're not rocking with the vibe on the team. I'm with that. But yeah, as long that's, as that's the reason. That's why, that's why Ben Simmons has always had my support in the Philadelphia situation. No, that is a little bit different. But, 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 and only no, reason why not I, really. Only reason why I say it's different is because accountability for yourself 
also has to be a factor as well, right? Zion, and I'm not comparing the two, Zion and Ben, but just the idea of like, all right, I'm not sure what has happened off the court when it comes to Zion Williamson, but what I've seen when he plays, he's, he's there. You feel me? He's present. He's locked in. He, he produces. I don't have to question or think whether or not he fits their system. It's more of a, does their system fit him? And so whether, I'm not saying a coaching change or whatever, but something has to give to the point where we acknowledge that Zion himself is talented. And so I know you're not saying he's not, but we can't really have a debate or conversation on whether or not he's that dude or like he can score lot of, or if he can dominate. A lot of, like, it's a lot of guys that are talented, but it's just like a, a, a build, availability matters. Like Zion ain't played. So I don't even know people talk about like, oh, like he got trade value. Yeah, he got trade value. I don't know how high. Like who's who? He's a risk right now. So it's just like you, he may want out, but it's just like who's gonna who's gonna take on that risk? Like he he's been hurt for a reason. Like it's like he's his weight has been an issue. Like injuries has been an issue. So it's just kind of like yeah, he may want out, but I don't think his leverage is as high as you really value. I really don't at this point because I feel like yo, he's not. He doesn't have a max. He's not in a big time contract. Like he hasn't been in the league long. He hasn't really had. He's had success. Yeah, he went to an all-star game in his second year and stuff like that. I know he averaged like 25, 26 points per game, stuff like that. Crazy 60% from the field for his efficiency and stuff like that. But like, I, you know, who I'm not if I'm a, if I'm GM, I'm not giving up four, four to five first round picks for a guy that I've seen right, right, right. Less, mean, than, not, less than less than one year. Yeah, I gotta say four or five. I don't think that's kind of heavy. Drew but, Howard, they got Drew Howard, they got four. He yeah, got, you know, I, two and stuff. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not doing that. And Zion if, but, is okay. a franchise caliber player. Okay. So, no, okay. I'm glad, and I'm glad you mentioned Drew Holiday. So the good thing, right, about the Pelicans as of right now, they're not in a win-now mode, right? They're, they, they are not in a rush. And it doesn't they can like be. Well, I mean. With him? I was going to say, it doesn't seem like they've been in a rush for yeah. a little while. But the idea is they're not like a missing piece. Like whether Zion comes back this year or not or plays whatever, if I had to guess, the Pelicans probably aren't going to win the championship. And they're not like one piece away from taking that next step to being in the elite of the elite. And so because of that, maybe there isn't much panic or need to worry from the organization, even though there should be, right? If I'm Zion, I I want to win every season. I'm not here to wait a little while or wait my turn. The same way players like Jason Tatum and Trey Young have approached the game. All that other way and shit is clicked. I don't care how young I am. We trying to win now. And so I don't think the organization has taken that precaution. Now I will say I like the trade, right? With, with obviously acquiring CJ and that if I'm Zion, that's a sign, right? That is a move in the right, in the right direction because as much as you want to sit here and complain about whatever, at the same time, there's only so much that an organization can do. Right? There's only so much signings that can happen. There's only so much trades that can happen. At some point, again, we talk about looking in the mirror and asking yourself as a player, am I doing any and everything in my power to make this a better situation for myself? Whether he is or isn't, that's a question for him. But accountability plays a huge part in this. Because to your point, has he done, I mean, like I said, I think that he's done something. I won't say say he's done nothing, but it has to be a continued thing. Like you can't just make one all-star game and think, oh, damn, I've been doing this shit for years now. We're, it, it has to be a, a, a consistent thing. And then you reach a point where it's like, all right, where's, where's my peoples? Where, where, where's the folks that's going to help me get to the finals or whatever? 
Yeah, I mean, this, I just it's gonna be interesting. Um, I mean, everybody. <laughs> All-Star. I think Andrew Bogan got an all-star game. You know what I'm saying? Like, all, right, all right, all right, all right. Oh no, I'm just saying that that's that's all what right, we're going right. off. A guy made one all-star game. All right. so he's so done so something. that's that's the uh, energy you want to go off right no, now. You no, I'm just, <laughs> no, 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 you no, don't say mention the name. You, you no, I'm just saying that, I'm just I'm just saying the fact. I'm just like, yeah, if that's what we're saying that's done something in the league, only you make it to an all-star game. All right, cool. Like it's a whole lot of players that's made it to probably one all-star game. That's but all I'm saying. But there's not there's first of all, I'm not gonna let you slide by saying that. There's not a lot of whole play a lot of players. Who have average was Zion is average, regardless of age. Regardless that's of age. No, that, that that's definitely true. But I'm just so, still saying though, like if we're saying off, like that's his biggest leverage. Like I made it to the All Star game. It's just like I'm saying, like that leverage ain't really that 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 much. And that's just that's just me being real. Like if you've been a consistent player for five six years and been to All Star game four out of five six years and 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 healthy and playing sixty plus games a season, then you're having you you got some leverage. So, but but, th but this isn't a team. No, all right, a couple of things off that. This isn't a team that has all the leverage in the world. The Pelicans are not scaring anyone. Right? Yeah, like of they're, 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 they're a poverty franchise. I know what they are. They, they need him more than the other way around. And so because of that, you might want to start thinking twice about, like, if I'm the organization, they're like, all right, whether he's irritated or not, we're probably, we probably need him. This isn't like a, a, a similar situation to Anthony Davis where he's been here for a while. You know, the fans might love him, all this and that. We're going to need him for the long run, right? And if he's not on board, how do we connect the dots? How do we make him happy? How do we sit here and try and, you know, um, not burn bridges even I, more? They, they, they done it. It seemed like, I mean, like, I know the, the Pelicans, I'm, I, you know, I feel the Pelicans are a poverty franchise. It's the fact with their, their medical staff department, how it's mixed with football and basketball. That's crazy to think about. So I understand why. That's maybe part of the reason why Zion Williamson's like, yo, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing my rehab away from here. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, they, I know what the Pelicans are, but I still have to like give some like credit to them because they they're trying some things and they embrace Zion and they made him his their franchise player and like, and the city loves them and like they they want him there. But it's like, at some point, it's kind of like, what else can you really do? You know, and it could be a point where I'm not and I'm looking at New Orleans Pelicans are not a really great franchise i call them a powery franchise but you never know what situation may happen because just because sometimes a star wants out and then the star goes to a different player i'm um, go to a different place that doesn't necessarily mean that like a franchise may not win one of my favorite skilled players in the history of the nba top 75 player of all time carmelo anthony he went out he won out of, he wanted out of the denver nuggets and he went to the new york knicks and he went to a playoffs they went to the playoffs, I think, like at one time with Carmelo during that tenure. But was it twice? I don't know. I think it's one or twice. One, two, one or one. Was it one time? It, it, it wasn't a whole lot of. It wasn't, it wasn't a whole lot. Okay. And the Denver Nuggets kind of like they built a, a model of consistency with the team that they had without Carmelo Anthony. So that's what I'm saying. Who knows? Like Zion Wilson can want to go to New York and he can go to New York and be struggling not making the playoffs. And then the New York Capones can get a package back where they're competing in the playoffs so you you just never know what direction things are going to go so that's what i'm saying it's just like it's i feel like the new Republicans are trying and i feel like zion williamson has to like show up and hoop it's like at some point it's like this do you love the game or not that's that's what it really comes down to and it's you know it's other players that people talk they people love to say that about ben simmons but why why can't we say that about zion williamson do you love the game or not do you want to hoop or not are you healthy enough to play like do you want to hoop or not it's just like, do you love the game? 
And we always had this conversation about like guys and players getting into the league and stuff like that. Like it's a reason why LeBron James is 37 years old and still at the top of the damn mountain or close to the top if he's not on the top because he loves the game. Kobe Bryant loved the game. Kevin Durant loved the game. Stephen Curry, do you love the game or not? So it's just like sometimes we have to ask that question with these young players. But I, I think a part of you know all this life hoop all that is evolving, right? Adapting, and we're in a completely different era now, where guys are spoiled. Have we seen this with high schoolers, with teenagers? Yeah, yeah. They're, 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 they're spoiled by yeah. the media, by the fans, by just the overall how people treat them, and because of that, it's given them all the leverage in the world, right? It's given them the opportunity. And the right to sit out if they want to, right? It, it, the, for some players, and this isn't even Zion directive, but for some individuals, the passion decreases and it turns into a business, right? And so if you're Zion, right, and you're questioning whether or not, you know, um, whether or not he loves to hoop and he just wants to play and all that, maybe he doesn't want to risk injury even more, right? Maybe in his mind, it's like, all right, you know what? I don't really want to be here. I love hoop, but I also understand who I am. I understand what I bring to the table. I also understand the leverage that I have. He's so, a brand. Right, yeah. You're, you're a brand. And so you have to protect that brand. And so worst case scenario, you go out there and quote unquote, play the game that you love. And again, God forbid you, you know, you, you get injured in, a, in an even worse situation. Now you can't go yeah. nowhere. But I'm not so really talking sucks. about. I'm not, no, no. I, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean just, yeah. just as a hoop head, right? As a person who's like, all right, I love the game. It should be that simple. Go out and play basketball. I wish it was. I wish it was really like that. I, I really do. I wish we can go back in time. I wish this generation could go back and just get dropped into the early 2000s and see how much, you know, even though it was still a business back then, how much it really was just about, I want to be better than all of my competitors. All that other shit takes, you know, a backseat. But now brands get involved. Media gets involved. Being liked gets involved. You know what I'm saying? And so, because that's the case, it's like, you know, it's damaging, but I understand it. As an individual, I understand it. I'm not even confused not telling, or upset I'm, by I'm, it. I'm not nobody telling them to come out and play while they're hurt and stuff like that. All I'm saying is just like, you can question guys' really passion for the game and love for the game based on things that they do. Like, like are, you, are you coming into the season overweight every year? Like, are you, are you not training in the off season? Like, it's things that you can really question, like, yo, like, what's up? And it's just kind of like, do you not just want to play because you don't want, you don't want to play because you don't want to play with the Pelicans? Like, it's just kind of like, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's things you can question. I'm not saying, I don't know Zion Williamson. I don't know, like, anything about Zion. But all I'm saying is just like, it's things that you can, you notice and you pick up on. You have to ask questions like, yo, like, do you really love the game? Like, do you really want to hoop? So it's just kind of like. It is what it is, because I think these young players got to remember that, yo, this opportunity, you got to live in the moment. Like, this opportunity is right now. Like, nobody knows if you're going to be in the league. Like, LeBron James playing high basketball at the age of 37, but nobody knows. Like, nobody, he didn't know that. <laughs> you, like, these young players, they got so much time. Like, you, you don't know that. You really don't know that. Like, yeah. For most players, I don't know what the numbers are and stuff, but you're prime. Especially, like... To be in the league on average isn't as long as people probably think, just for the like average fun, yeah. player. You know what I'm saying? But then you think about narrowing and making that window even shorter, your prime in this league may not be that long. And obviously exactly. Zion is, is, is completely different, but like we done seen 
we done seen a lot of guys peak as rookies. You feel me? We done seen a lot of guys like have a, an amazing three, four year run and they just drop off. We done yeah. seen teams have amazing yeah. years and just drop off. So like, yeah. I get it. We want to look at it from a long-term perspective and you should, right? He's young and all that. But at the same time, take advantage of the now, right? Yeah. Take advantage of the fact that you are able to play at a high level with somewhat mm-hmm. talented guys around you, right? Like mm-hmm. B.I., CJ, those are pretty good ball players. It could be a lot worse. worse. And also, it can be a lot to, worse. to your point, you haven't, I'll say, Zion hasn't been through enough. I won't say that he hasn't done nothing, but he hasn't been through enough. He hasn't been through 10 years of no playoffs, right? He hasn't been through, you know, eight different coaching changes. When you reach that, hey, by all means, sub the organization on social media for all I care, but, but understand where you're at now and think to yourself, all right, you know what I mean? I know I'm good. You feel me? I know I can still dominate. I know, yeah. right, that I should be taking it personal if my name is in the conversation with Tatum, Luca, Trey, Spider-Book, and all that. And so, I don't know, man. At, at some point, some personal accountability has to be taken. But I will say I this. Um, I agree. Just switch gears a little bit, unless you have anything to say more about Zion. Um, no. I want to talk about the boys in Philly real quick. I was going to switch gears to that, too, because... It's crazy because we talking about people that are questioning people's like, you know, do they want to play basketball? You can't question. People can talk about it. whatever they want to say about James Harden. He's been to three teams in 14 months. You can't question if that brother loves the hoop. You can talk about he comes in overweight. Stuff. You can't question if that brother loves the hoop. Like, <laughs> he's, he's, he's special. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's special in Philly. Go ahead. Like, it's. Uh, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I, no, I, no, it's, it's, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You, do your thing. Go I, I was just getting ready to say, it amazes me what can happen when a player enters a happy situation, yeah. right? I'm happy for James Harden. I'm happy for Joel Embiid, right? <laughs> he, I mean, Joel Embiid, <laughs> sometimes he's a troll on social media, but there's, yeah. you know, he hasn't been blatant enough where it's like, all right, I'm miserable. Or it's not to say that he has been, but just like, you know, I'm sure that takes a toll on you as an individual, as a player, to see that the second best player on your team isn't there. I know he's a professional and he's not going to come out and say that, but that's our job to, to do that. And so yeah. to know that he was quiet about it and still putting up MVP numbers and now has a former MVP on his team, it's about to get scary in Philly. Um, and I'm not even going to sit here and say that James Harden is back because you can't be back when you've never left. Um, a lot of people feel that like, okay. He was hurt. Like, it, well, well, not even hamstring. just that he was hurt. Not even just that he was hurt. But that... He wasn't giving it his all in Brooklyn. And I think it's so funny to me how people forget that as basketball players, as professional athletes, they are still human beings. Yeah. So as much as you want to sit here and say like, all right, he should be giving it his all for 48 minutes a game. When you are a human being, you have emotions. When you are a human being, you have, right, you, you have feelings. And so you step on a court and put on a jersey that you're not comfortable in, playing for a team you're not comfortable with, like that things tend to happen physically, yeah. emotionally and all that. And so now you enter a situation where, oh, snap, like my, the second best player or, you know, the art, Joel Embiid is playing. Oh, my yeah. goodness. I forgot what that's like to have someone on my team who I can count on that can give me 40. That's fun. Right. And so it, it doesn't shock me to see that the joy has been restored for James yeah. Harden. And to keep it a stack, he's always remained professional, even whether you think he. Gave his effort or not, he could have just sat out. 
He could have just not played. He could have just watched. He yeah. could have just, all right, I, I, I don't want to get out of here. That's a, that's a dude who you can say has leverage and has proven <laughs> that he has an MVP, right? He's been in the finals before. Yeah. So, you know. It's, it's yeah. crazy, though. It's crazy thing is because James Harden goes to a situation. He went to, he's, he's a blessed man. He went to a situation with the Brooklyn Nets where we have never seen a more talented big three in the history of the NBA. Now he's in a situation with, with the Philadelphia Sixers. As a guard and big duo, we've never seen a more skilled guard and big duo in NBA history other than James Harden and Joel Embiid. I know it's only been a few games, but let me tell you something. Like They're here. Like James Harden is one of the greatest scorers in the world, but he's also one of the greatest, greatest passers and facilitators. Pick and roll with Joel Embiid is special. Joel Embiid may be the, the most skilled big man damn near maybe in history. Like He's Hakeem, but can operate... At all three levels. Like it's we're 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 witnessing this a very unique duo, something we've never really seen before. And it's gonna make people like a little uncomfortable, but that's just the truth. And it's just kinda like they fit so perfectly because it's just like the pick and roll, the the pick and pop, the the way they both like to get to the rim and draw fouls. Like people don't may not like this, but let me tell you something. Drawing fouls is a skill. <laughs> Getting easy points and opportunities at the the charity strike is a skill. So it's just kind of like, they're a very unique duo and I'm, I just hope they can stay healthy and I, I hope they have success and I'm looking forward to continue to watch the Philadelphia Sixers with James Harden and Joe Embiid. Yeah. And, you know, it's so uh, kind of crazy to think as well like when you talk about James Harden and Joel Embiid, it's like they fit. Well Perfectly. Together, right? Like, because you can't always put two talented guys together and, and it work out. Right? You can't put three or four. But, but to wait, I know it's only been a couple of games, y'all. I mean, I don't want to jump the gun. Um, too I, much. Jumped <laughs> I jumped it. I jumped it, and I, I, I ain't backing down. I'm not mad. At I ain't backing down. I'm, I'm not mad at it at all. I'm not mad at it all. Um, and it's crazy. I mean, one of the best scorers in the game just had 16 assists. Um, and but you kind of put all that to perspective and what that means for the entire team. Hey, it might get spooky. Um, it's but one you know, problem though. Joel Embiid. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me just acknowledge the, the, um, yeah, go ahead. one of the most skilled big men thing. Joel Embiid, you know, we had that, uh, I think, Mount Rushmore or, or graphic or conversation about some of the best versatile scorers of all time in terms of people that can score at all three levels. Doesn't matter where the ball is, they can score. Yeah. And at the end of that conversation, we didn't have Joel Embiid at first. But if I remember correctly, at the end of that conversation, I think we both re realized that Joel probably is in there. Maybe I'm yeah. not saying top three, top four, whatever, but like it was top six, I don't mind. Like I you, think. you, you think about just being able to dominate from all levels, shoot three, midi, because Joel gets busy on the second level of the basketball court on the yeah. highest of keys. I'm yeah. not even say lowest anymore. On the highest of keys, to be a big man like that and still doing that, that's not common. And he yeah. has muscle and weight to him. It's not like all right, he's a stretch four who yeah. you know pick and pop. No. <laughs> If he has to, yeah. he can cause damage on a low block. But go ahead. That's, I, I just want to acknowledge that. No, no, no. People And people crying about the draw fouls, James Harden, and, and Joe Embiid. You know what I'm saying? You know, stop fouling. <laughs> stop fouling. Like, stop, stop fouling. Like, this is basketball. Like, getting to the line is a skill. Like, I hate to say it, but it's the truth. Like, that's why you got to understand, like, yo, like, easy points. Like, you're taught at a young age. Like, yo, attack the rim. They're going to foul you. 
you know, get to the line. Get yourself, you know, going. Like if you're having a, a bad shooting night, get to the rim. Try to get to the free throw line. Get some easy shots, you know, get your rhythm back. So it's just kind of like, like I said, they're a very unique duo. And like I said, I, I, I think Hakeem is like arguably damn near like top, almost top three, top five most skilled of all time. But I, I'm having a hard time with like, Joe Amin, he may be the most skilled like big in the history of the game. Like, cause I, I'd seen, I've seen Hakeem play and I, and I watched games of Hakeem, but then I watched games of Joe Embiid. And it's just kind of like, it's like evolution. Like, players just evolved. You know, we had Hakeem, then we got Joe Embiid, but Joe Embiid's doing like what Hakeem was doing, like with the footwork and in the post, but like, he can do it in all three levels. You know what I'm saying? He's doing tween-tween, step back, same move as James Harden, you know, on the three-point line. Like, it's, it's crazy, bro. Like, it's, it's, it's insane. It's really yeah. insane. And I, and I know the word you used was skilled, right? It wasn't better, of course. But I also want to wait until... I see Joel Dua on the biggest stage. Um, Hakeem is a, is a, is a two-time champ, um, Hall of Famer. And Joel B is going to be a Hall of Famer too. Um, but I want to see it on the biggest stage. Because um, that, that's where all the greats have done it. That's where I think you're really measured. And, 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 yeah. um, you know, and also too, if Joel wins an MVP, right? Yeah. Um, and, and for the record, you know, it, it, to me, it's not crazy to hear or even say that Joel and Hakeem are on the same level at all. It's not crazy at all. Um, from, a skill, also, from a skill, right, from right, a skill right, standpoint, right, that's right, what I'm that, going off of. Right, and that's exactly why, yeah, make sure to acknowledge that you did say skill, not better. Mm -hmm. um, and so just going off the eye test and just seeing the back, right, and just seeing like, yeah, he, like Joel Embiid has a, a, a pull-up mini in his back, right? Like Joel Embiid has a catch and shoot. And like Joel Embiid has a pump, <laughs> dribble off the mini. <laughs> Joel yeah. Embiid has a turnaround fade. Drawing crosses, you, you, fouls. You like, feel it's, me? Like, it's, it's the, crazy. The, ba the bag um, is definitely there. And so now you got a brother in James Harden who also has a bag. And just, I don't know, man. It, it's getting special in Philly. Um, I know we talk about um, James and, and Joel, but real quick, I also want to mention Tyrese Maxey. <laughs> you know, um, I've, I've, been, I've been here, baby. Of course, of course, of course, of course. Um, Tucky guards, man. Especially. So, you know, I know obviously he's going to, again, everyone's going to talk about the big two and um, whether it's a big three or a big four in Philadelphia. I'm going to say this. I think Tyrese Maxey is low-key going to be the X factor for the Sixers. Um, again, of course, Joel and James are going to be the quote-unquote engines. They're going to be the guys that, you know, really, really take you to the promised land. But I think Tyrese is going to have to be that guy that's like, okay, we're going to need that third option. And obviously, shout out to, to, to Tobias as well. Don't get me wrong. Um, yeah, but what? to talk about in, that. Right. In terms of being able to create his own shot, in terms of bringing that youth and energy to that team, I think it's going to be him. Um, and adding James Harden is going to do wonders for him. Um, and I'm yeah. not even talking about just on the court in terms of just like, okay, Tyrese being another guy, you know, being another option that has a score. But that takes a pressure off of you, um, especially yeah. when the playoffs come around. Because no matter how good you are, you want to have guys that um, have been there before, guys that have done it before. And James Harden, even though he may not have a championship, he's experienced playoff basketball. Um, yeah. He's experienced what it's like to win at a high level, including an MVP. So um, to have that kind of mentorship, and I think James is ready too, right? Like I, like, I think the question has always been, is can James return back to form? But like, 
he hasn't gone anywhere. He just was on a different team. Well, you know, yeah, so. I, but it's also, like I said, we had a conversation. It's just like he also was in a situation where he sacrificed. Like he came to a situation where he knew that he wanted, wanted to be part of a three-headed monster. His game had to take a step back because it's just like Kevin Durant needed the ball. Kyrie Irving needed the ball. It's just kind of like everybody knew that like, yo, he had to be the point guard because he was the best passer on the team. You know, so it's just like he had to facilitate. Like he's a better point guard running the show than Kyrie Irving. And that's no disrespect to Kyrie Irving. But Kyrie Irving is like this this guy that can like, yo, he's a showman, you know what I'm saying? But like, he can help get other players involved, but we know James Harden does that in a more elite way. So it's just kind of like, he sacrificed and then things just ain't work out. So it's just kind of like, now you go back to Houston where it's just like, okay, go play your game. Don't worry about like, you can, you can pass the ball and stuff like that, but go play your game. Go out and score first. And it's just kind of like, what does, what this does with Joel Embiid and James Harden, it's just like, it opens up the floor for everybody else. You talk about Tyrese Maxey. He's going to benefit super because like he's going to be wide open all the time because it's just like now it's just like you have to you double team Joe and B in the, the post. You got James Harden when you got Tyrese Maxey on the wing, you know, like he can still attack the rim. He can handle the ball. He's a combo guard and stuff like that. I told you a long time ago, I was just like, yo, like everybody was talking about the Ben Simmons and possibly for in Portland deal with CJ McCullough. I was like, why would you why would you give up Tyrese Maxey when he's basically like CJ McCullough? Like you basically have that night. Not he's not there yet at CJ's level, but like he's that that's that can be his silly, you know what I'm saying? And he should have been a lottery pick coming out of coming out of college. And I was telling people, I was just like, yo, like somebody in the late first round pick. I wanted to go to Miami, but they picked somebody else. But somebody was going to get like a future starter because he was that talented. But it's special now for the Tobias Harris situation. <sighs> that brother looks lost. Yes. Yeah. He looks he looks he looks lost on that court. He I don't you know, that's my that I'm worried. Like when we talk about the Sixers, like and like we talk about Joe and B and James Harden, I'm worried because Tobias is getting paid a lot of money. Like you can't be the third option. We're talking about Tyrese Max being a third. We should be talking about Tobias Harris being the third option. We just talk about Tobias Harris being the X Factor. So it's just like he gotta figure it out. Like I'm watching the games, like he just looks lost on the court. You know what I'm saying? Like it's I feel like, yo, like they probably should have tried to package him in like maybe a third team. But I feel like he, unless they win a championship, don't be surprised if he's not there next year because it just seems like he doesn't really, he doesn't really fit. And, it, and it's been rumors of him wanting out anyway, you know. So it is what it is, though. I mean, it's still early. Um, just yeah. and early in that. I mean, they just got James Harden, so you know, just got to see how it fits. Um, see, because I mean, you know, winning cures all. They go out win the championship. Win the championship, winning cures all. You you be gonna forget out all this. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So. Philly Philly fans too. Everybody, you know what I'm saying? You win the championship, everyone is loved. Ain't nobody gonna remember like, yo, you didn't win. And you yeah. good. Lose. And people have a problem. It it, yeah. it really is that simple. Like I think like I think a lot of times fans and players and everyone just gets in caught up in debates or, you know, let their feelings get the best of them. It's like, yo, it's really, really simple. Win basketball games and you will receive praise. Lose basketball games and people will shit on you. There is no other explanation needed. Very, very simple. What's happening with the Lakers right now? Are they winning games? That's why people are shitting on them. Like it, it, when you win, people don't say anything. And if they do, it's good stuff. But, you know, shit happens. Who am I to sit here and, you know... Yep. We'll, we'll, we'll see what this 
second half of this. What? I gotta uh, let's get into cap or no cap real quick. Please let's do, please here. do. But I got I got cap or no cap because we talking about like skilled big men like of all time and stuff like that. We talked about like Mount Rushmore. Cap or no cap, Nikola Jokic is not in the Mount Rushmore when we talk about all time skilled bigs. So think about that. Like you got four, the Mount Rushmore of skilled bigs. Cap or no cap, he's not in that. Think about it. Think right, about right, bigs. Right, think I about was. the bigs. And for, those, yeah. for, for our lovely people listening on the audio platforms, there was just a moment of silence because I was thinking. <laughs> I was, you know. Um, okay, so got Hakeem. You That's got, weird. right, you got Hakeem. You got Dirk. All right, well, that's not. Are you saying bigs or centers? Bigs, bigs. So if you're so, a four or five, it means like I'm talking damn, about. Damn, you might want to just say fives to cover. No, I'm, no, I'm talking about. No, I'm talking about four or five. I'm talking yeah, about four or five. That's a wide range. Okay, fine. Hakeem one. Um, I'm not going to say he's more skilled than Kareem. I'm not going to do that. Um, so Hakeem, Kareem, you got two spots left. And these last two are, I'm just going to throw out some. Got uh, Joel Embiid. Yeah, I mean, I'm Shaq. I'm just going to say these names. Shaq. Um, Sabonis. Sabonis. Will, Sabonis. I don't know. No, not Sabonis. Not Sabonis. With Portland? Not Sabonis. I know who you're talking about. Not Sabonis. Yeah, okay. I'm just making I'm not talking about the, the baby one. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, especially too, when we talk about what about bigs yeah, especially so yeah. you're saying four and fives I know what you I'm mean by skill and I know that no, you're not no. saying that, that 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 means that they're better but I'm not about to sit here and say that Sabonis is more skilled than Shaquille O'Neal come on what about what about Tim Duncan and it's crazy you said and you crazy you said Shaq because people loved it like Shaq was power like Shaq was very skilled <laughs> please you feel me please <laughs> don't get twisted he was very skilled he was passing like the ball fakes and turn around and, and slamming like the, the, like the quick spin moves off the block like yo Shaq was Shaq was definitely uh, ducking uh, on elite yeah. footwork like yo like come on he wasn't just like this damn bulldozer like yeah he could dunk <laughs> he the ball me. but like people kill me with that shit about like Shaq wasn't skilled like go go turn on that film um, but it's, it's hard Nikola though Jokic more skilled than Tim Duncan you're opening up a nasty bag whew I'm not gonna say that's what I'm saying. So yeah, no. Um, I'm gonna say cap. I'm gonna say cap, and then yeah, give me your cap. four, and then give, give me your four. Right. Give so me your Mount Rushmore. Yeah, Mo, uh, Mount Rushmore for skilled bigs. That's tough. Yeah. Hang on, yeah. I got. I gotta give you some complete sentences for that. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, what are we, we Chris, Chris Bosh. Like we get, no, we no, get, no, we no, get no, busy. No, no, no. Nah, Chris nah, nah, Bosh nah. is skilled, bro. Don't don't sleep. All right, look. For the record, y'all. When I say no. That's not me saying no, no, they're not no. skilled, yeah, definitely. but definitely, it's just yeah. like if there's if I'm only getting four to choose yeah. from, it's hard. Just no, I you know it's hard. There's is is know? Joe is Joel Embiid in this category? <laughs> That's what I, he and my he he's in there with me because I can't my, sit up and say he may be the greatest. He may be the most skilled big man of all time. This, and this, I, this, and this I have a good, this, this, this is a very good question. It's gonna piss a lot of people off. Damn. Yeah. This may have to, this gonna be a, yeah, but, a good. All right, you 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 want to say yours? You you gotta say say yours uh, in a complete sentence. So we we need the the question. <laughs> Can you name your Mount Rushmore of most skilled big men of all time? Hakeem. <sighs> Hakeem. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. All right. 
Hakeem. Joel Embiid. Tim Duncan. And it's Jesus Christ. It's between, it's between Dirk Nowitzki and, and <laughs> it's between Dirk Nowitzki and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I just can't have, I, I got to have, I, I really have to have Kareem in there because that Scott Hook was legendary. Like, I really have to have Kareem. I'm going to go with Kareem. I'm going to go my, my, my Mount Rushmore of skilled bigs. We talk about four or five. I'm going Hakeem. I'm going Joe Embiid. I'm going Tim Duncan. I'm going Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's your final answer? Do I want to take Tim out for, for Dirk? Shit. It's, oh, oh, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. I'm tripping. I am tripping right you now. You are. You I'm, are. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. No, 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 I'm tripping. No, 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 can you say <laughs> my, my <laughs> who is on your Mount Rushmore for the most skilled big man of all time? On my Mount Rushmore for the skilled big man of all time. We got Hakeem, John. This is not just my four. Hakeem, John Beat, Kevin Garnett, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay. What's up? On my end, let's see how, how we want to get rocking. All right. So for me, on my Mount Rushmore, uh, the most skilled big man of all time, I have Hakeem Olajuwon, I have Anthony Davis, I have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and last but not least, after Kill O'Neal. Okay. And you know what? I'm going to get spicy too. Take out, take out Kareem and put AD for me. See, that's the name <laughs> I, I, I thought you were going to say it. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm tripping. I, you know me. I've, KG I'm, is tough. I'm, KG is yeah, tough. K, I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking, I'm taking my Hakeem, Joel B, KG, and Anthony Davis. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, old generation. Kareem ain't yeah. making. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's that you, you didn't, you didn't pay your respects. I don't. That's not. That that, that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm, very uncomfortable. Who, who am I taking out? This bar. You know what? Usually that statement works. If we weren't talking about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, <laughs> usually <laughs> nine times out of ten, <laughs> who that am I taking question, out? I'm all for. Who now, am I taking I, out? You know, it's funny. I don't even care. <laughs> it's Kareem. Take somebody out. You uh, put Kareem okay. on the damn list. Hakeem, Joel B, Anthony Davis, Kevin Garnett. It don't even matter. Literally, yeah, literally, it don't even matter. To yeah, me, it don't matter. Out. You you get Kareem on that list. You I'm get Kareem out. on that list, man. I'm gonna take. Nah, I'm I'm. I'm good. You sure? I'm good. Cause I ain't looking. I ain't just looking at. I ain't. I can't. I can't just look at one one sky hook shot. I know he leads all time NBA in points and stuff like that. But like his, he has the most unstoppable shot in the history of the game. But you know what? Everybody on my list can do a little bit more than that. You know, I I hate to say it, but they can do a little bit more than that. Somebody gonna get real pissed off that Will Chamberlain out on here. Will Chamberlain, yeah. Some people gonna be Someone mad at Nicole. Pissed off. Some some people gonna get mad at Nicole Jokic is not on here. They'll be all right. Um, is is there? Is there, <laughs> <laughs> is there let me show. 
I have to make sure we're not forgetting nobody. Oh, we're not forgetting nobody. Oh my gosh! Because as long as we got eight names or ten, maybe. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm good with mine. I love that you yeah, put Shaq KG, in there. I love that you put Shaq in there. Shaq, AD. I'm not can't say Kevin Durant. I want because I'm a true big. Um, they got Shaq. I'm, um, I'm glad you put Shaq in there. Because people, people may have a problem with that, but they really shouldn't. Of course, that's fine. Yeah. I, there's, no one else, there's nobody else that was forgotten. Yeah. Yeah, Duck, uh, Duncan Robinson. Lord help me. Uh, David Robinson. David Robinson, yeah. yeah. Mm, you could even... Mm. No, we don't acknowledge him. Um, said Charles Barkley. Mm. I'm, going, I'm going... I'm good. Hakeem, Joel... Right, right, no. I, KG yeah, I mean, Anthony Davis. I'm, it ain't, ain't going to get better. It ain't going to get better than the names we already mentioned. I just want to make sure that at least. Chris Bosch could have been honorable mention in that group. Tell me I say Kevin McHale. I just want to shout out Bill Russell because we're talking about bigs. Just want to shout him out. Um, shout him out. Definitely shout him out. Definitely <laughs> 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 shout him out. <laughs> That's tough for a variety of reasons. All right. Um, yeah, yeah, we're not missing nobody. He's the OG legend. But it's, I mean, damn, say that. You said cap. cap. So, so it's definitely cap. It's definitely, definitely cap for Nicole Jokic being on the Mount Rushmore of, of all time bigs. When we talk about no, skill. No, no, no. Yeah, but I say, okay, make sure that word is in talk there. About, we talk about skill. We talk about skill. Yeah. Ooh, that, that's a good one, though. If someone makes a case that he is in there, I mean, it wouldn't be wild to me. Because he wasn't no, in yours either, was he? No, he wasn't. Nicole, no, he wasn't mine. Oh, sh- sh- neither was that. <laughs> Shit. No. Neither- yeah. Well, it, it is, is what it is. It is, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll be all right. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, a couple of housekeeper items before we conclude this lovely episode. Again, uh, make sure y'all listen on some, on uh, YouTube. Smash that like button. Smash the subscribe button. Um, for those listening on the audio platforms, make sure you give us a follow, subscribe, five-star rating, and all that. All right, more dope content is on the way. And just like that, no pump fakes, we gone. Peace.